Hello, friends. Welcome to this episode of the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a personal branding expert and photographer. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about personal branding and life in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build a business from the ground up when I was terrified to put myself out into the world. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Wherever you are listening today, be sure and pause for just a minute and leave a review. Your ratings and reviews are what help the word spread about the show. If you find the information presented in the podcast helpful, please share it with friends and others and leave that review so that others can find us too. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Hello friends, I am so excited today because I have got a guest for you that is someone that has inspired me immensely over the past year and has really kind of driven me to go ahead and follow my heart and follow my calling to do a podcast. So I am going to introduce to you Stephanie Gass. She is a mompreneur. She is an incredible woman, an inspiration, and a fellow podcast host of the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. Stephanie helps mompreneurs create passive income businesses that light them up. She's fueled by Jesus iced coffee and toddler snuggles. Steph is both an exceptional mama and an extremely successful entrepreneur. Steph's call is empowering women to claim their best lives by working less, yet making more. How good does that sound? (laughs) Steph believes that when we let God's miracles light our path, we will profit from our passions, live proactively, and design a life that fuels our soul. She believes we can actually have it all. So without further ado, Stephanie. Hey, Robin. (laughs) Welcome and thank you for being here. I am so honored to have you. Of course. You're one of my favorite humans. You're one of the first people cheering me on when I started my show. Um, And so I'm so excited that I get to return the favor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And will you please tell my listeners, our listeners, a little bit more about you? I read your bio very briefly, but I would love for them to get a little more insight about you, where you live, what your family life is like. Yeah, absolutely. So we live right outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico in the mountain range there. And I'm a mama to two little boys and they're under six. So it's kind of crazy over here. Uh, (laughs) I, uh, what else? I love iced coffee. Like my dream day is hanging out in my PJs all day long, braless and flawless, drinking iced coffee. I'm actually in my PJs right now talking to Robin in my room because my family's home with my husband. They're working on cleaning the garage. And I'm like, this is literally like my dream come true. And so what you guys will learn about me is that my whole MO in life is being able to be authentically who you are 
but yet also being really insanely successful doing the work that God has called you to do here on earth. And that's who I am. And that's what I'm all about. And that's what I inspire other women to do. And so that's what you get with me. So I'm kind of this hot mess mom, but successful. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. (laughs) You know, the thing I love most about you is that you are so raw and authentic. Like you can't, you can't not love you because you're just who you are and you just let yourself be that person without the influences of all the mayhem and chaos of the world around us that puts these expectations on us. They don't influence you the way they, that so many of us let those things influence us and change our behaviors. I just, I love that about you. And yes, I know, of course, there probably are times and you'll probably speak to this where you know, you worry about what other people are thinking or whatever, but you've, you've got this calling and you're led to be this way and you just go with it. Yeah. It wasn't overnight that I became this way. You know, I really did used to care a lot about what other people thought. And I tried to be all the things I saw on social and it's just so exhausting, you know, to pretend to be something you're not. And I'm like, if I'm feeling this way, I wonder how many other women just are sick of it. You know, the facade, the perfect filters, the, you have to show up and be businessy on your YouTube channel. When my kids are in the other room, you know, talking about poop and throwing fruit snacks at me. Like I just want to normalize a normal life. And I want people to know that you can show up on Instagram stories without your makeup, with your big pimple, and it's funny because somebody else is sitting there watching it going, oh my God, I totally have that same pimple. And I'm also trying to grow a business right now. And so I just kind of stepped behind this call that I had that I don't care what people think. I don't care what other people are doing. I'm going to do what I want to do because I've been called to do it. And because there are other women out there that need someone to look up to that isn't going to lie to them, that isn't going to tell them that in order to be successful, you have to work a million hours a day. You have to put on your fancy business suit and network. Like I've done all of that and it didn't make me any more successful. I just had the biggest income month in my entire life in December of this year. And I'm hanging out talking to you in my PJs, like, <laughs> right? Like you, your life can be whatever you want it to be. Oh, I love that statement because I think that, you know, as humans and especially as women, we, we often are put into a box and we're expected to follow a certain path and we're expected to do certain things. And you've totally just like squashed that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have. And you know, it's just, it's refreshing. And I think it's cool too, because it gives other people permission to do the same thing in their own way. And it's so neat for my community because they'll DM me and be like, I just feel like you're my friend. Like you're my best friend. We went out to lunch. I can talk to you. You can relate with me. And if you can be successful, quote unquote, or do the work that God's asked you to do and make an impact, it's so realistic that I think I can too. And I've also kind of stepped into this thing of I'm going to share my failures and I'm going to share the hard and the embarrassing and the weird and like because I think that gives other people power and permission to do the same. And I love when something goes wrong. I'm like, I just launched a a course or a group coaching thing and it totally flopped. That's so crazy. You guys, why did it, why didn't this work? Let's dissect it. And so it's kind of just 
get rid of all the filters because there's no rules to this game. There's no rules to, to show up online except to serve and solve for whoever it is that you've been called to serve. Oh, I love that. Um, because we are all called to serve a certain population and there has been so much talk about niching down and I'm a firm believer in that so that you can reach your ideal audience and create content that really reaches your ideal audience versus, you know, putting content out there that attracts everyone and you don't want to work with everyone. But at the same time, there's so much pressure about niching down that we forget that sometimes you can be multi-passionate and you have to fuel those passions and you have to serve others through using those passions in addition to niching down. So there, there becomes, I think, a fine line. So to serve others and, and to solve others' problems through what God's calling us to do is a very powerful statement, Steph. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Let's dive in a little bit to what was your first phase? And you've touched on it a little bit with mentioning, you know, having the the corporate life and, and you know, making a big salary and that kind of thing. But I, I want to talk a little bit about that and then move into where you are today. But let's share your journey of how you got here, because I know it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. No. <laughs> I uh, actually started out in corporate. I have a master's in accounting and finance, and I am a three on the Enneagram. So this will help you guys understand me. So work and achievement is very natural to me. So natural. And I love it so much that it can become everything. And that's kind of what's happened a couple times in my life. And it's so great because now I'm very aware of it. And now I'm able to really navigate that piece of my personality because God gives us strengths like that. But then there's also opposition and spiritual warfare that comes in and uses it against you. So you have to really be careful and self inventory yourself often. And am I using this in the right way? So when did the corporate thing by the age of 26 was making over six figures, jet setting Germany and Spain and working nonstop. And it was great. because it was just me. And then I think, actually, I know that God will use things that happen in our life to pivot us once we've gained the knowledge that we need for that next step in his plan for us in our lives. He will use it and get us to transition. And those transitions are hard and confusing and dark a lot of times, and we feel lost in them, but they are so necessary to growth. And you guys have heard this, but his plan is always better than our plan, even though we don't want to believe it. So that company actually shut down. I was left without a job and where we live, there's no manufacturing plants. I'm like, well, here I sit jobless and uh, don't know what's next. I was engaged at the time and we knew we wanted to have a family. And so my mom actually came to me and I think this was the first divine intervention that happened in this process. And she said, Hey, do you want to do this network marketing business with me? And I had never heard of network marketing. It wasn't a thing yet where we live. And all I knew is, hey, if that girl on that little promo video can make a million bucks, hang out in her pool all day and slang some face cream, like, I think I could probably do that. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Why not me? You know? And so I joined and again, the three inside, I was like, I'm doing this. And 
the fact that people didn't believe that I could was even more fuel on that fire. Like I'm going to prove to everybody that I can, that this is what they're saying it is and blah, blah, blah. So within two years, I was the top 1% of the company through like straight hustle and grind and insane amounts of work. I'm talking like all hours of the day, the phone thing is attached to my face. I'm doing events in person, online. I'm doing shows where we take product and sell it and vendor shows and everything in between. Like it was insane. And I had made it quote unquote, $17,000 months, the bonus checks, walking the stage in front of 20,000 people, the free cars, the trips. And if you were on the outside looking in, you're like, oh my gosh, she made it. You know, this is the dream. But what people don't see is that through all of that achievement, through hustle, everything else is falling apart. So I had gained 60 pounds, you know, then within the next couple of years, I was having anxiety attacks. I was working so hard that my mental health was going. Um, my relationships were definitely not optimal. I had some people in my life that definitely weren't the right type of influences and it had just become an idol. Oh, you know, so much of my worth is in my rank and the amount of money in the bank and sharing it out everywhere and bragging about it to get more people in. And it just felt so wrong, I guess. And I think that's when, again, God was like, okay, I've got to position her. Like she's taken what she needs to learn from this experience but we're done. Like we're done with this, but I'm super stubborn, Robin. I'm like, but are you sure? You know, like, (laughs) let me keep trying. Let me keep trying. God's like, I said no. Right. And it's so funny because now it makes so much sense. But at the time it felt like my life was falling apart. So four years into this company, it just started to crumble. I had thousands of people in my organization and they were leaving to the next best thing. The company was going through a reorganization that was messy the income had been cut from 17 grand a month to two. Like it was just a mess. And I'm sitting there and for the first time ever, I had failed at something in business. And it was like a gut punch because my entire worth and my identity was really rolled into that company and my success inside of it. So I didn't know who I was. And I just really lost it for a while. I had a newborn. So I had a two-year-old and a newborn. I'm 60 pounds overweight. My business just fell apart. We're borrowing money from my son's savings account because there's no cash flow. So to pay the bills and I'm just like crying into my Doritos. I'm like, oh, like life is over. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what else can I watch on Netflix? Like it was just real bad. But the cool part is that I think we sometimes have to be broken so that we can be rebuilt And that God will use these moments in our life that seem so hard and gut-wrenching so that we can find peace in him and we can find that worth isn't in money. It's not in success. It's not in rank. It's just in living in his rest and trusting that he took you through that on purpose and there's a plan for it. There's a reason that he took it away from you. There's a reason that he closed the door. But at the time, I didn't really know why, and it felt really hard. So I was always a Christian, but I didn't have relationship with God really up until that point. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I did was like, 
I can't live in this black hole. Like I've got babies, you know, I've got a husband. I need to get my life together. I'm so unhealthy. So like, I need to find me some Jesus and went back, got back into church really at a high level. I let go of really damaging relationships and it was hard. It's hard to let friendships go, but I had to do it. And I started to make the changes so that I could do the work to get well. Like my mental state was really bad. And so over the course of a year, it actually all started with a letter to myself because I didn't know what to do. So I said, who's the woman I want to become? And I kind of wrote down this list or this letter that was like, she's going to be energetic and healthy. She does work and she makes great income, but it's helping others. It's doing kingdom work. She's spiritually led. She's got a great marriage and she's really there for her kids. And um, she has friendships that lift her up and light her up and like all these things. And I looked at that paper and I was like, ugh, must be nice to be her. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just seemed so far away. It's so unattainable. So what I did is for a court over the course of a year, Robin, I just did one or two things a day that she would do. So I'm like, would she invest in that gym that she can't afford so that she shows up? Probably, you know, would she make that healthy shake instead of eating that carb loaded Whataburger? Probably like, you know, and so I started to make the choices that she would make and I couldn't focus on the big picture because it was so far, but I, every day I'm like one choice, one choice, one choice. And over the course of the year, my life really transformed. And I, I just trusted that God would give me the provision. And he did like, we'd be at the last dollar and I'd get a phone call. Steph, will you do some consulting for us? Here's three grand a month. Or, Hey Steph, we need you to do this or that. And like every time God would just show up and be like, you're doing what I asked you to do. You know, don't worry. Everything is taken care of. And so I just kept doing it, kept doing it. And it was so unclear and it was so confusing because I didn't know what the destination was. Yeah. But you know, a zigzag path, right? Nothing was straightforward. It never is. It never is. Yeah. And the problem was too, that I hadn't realized yet that I'm not in control. So I was still frantically freaking out all the time. Like, should I get a job? Should I start an Amazon merch t-shirt store? This is a true story, guys. Like, should I teach English classes at 2 a.m.? Like my brain was freaking out because there was no money. But the, the secret is money doesn't come from me and my franticness. It comes from God because he wants to he wants to gift me everything I need to go do the work he's asking me to do, right? Like he will qualify the called. Mm-hmm. But when I finally got out of my own way and I'm like, I'm just going to do what he's asking me, the money was there. I mean, it was there and it was there and it was there. And so, yeah, like from that point, I just started leaping and trying and, you know, making a lot of mistakes, but I knew I could help female entrepreneurs because I had built a six figure business on Facebook. So I started there and then I figured out how I had grown an Instagram account to, you know, 15,000 initially. So I started helping other women do that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm having these women come to me and, and now they want to whatever, grow a brand online. And so it started to evolve. And so, yeah, from, from that point over the past two years, it's become more and more clear as I trust into what God wants for me. And ultimately the big breaking point was I started a podcast called the mompreneur mastermind show and God told me to in a dream and I did. And that has exploded my entire life in ways I couldn't ever imagine. And I get to coach women and help them figure out their calling and zone in on their brand and launch shows themselves and create online courses. And it just, it feels like a dream because I'm the woman on the paper. It's weird. (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by Podcast Pro University. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast but felt too overwhelmed and didn't know where to begin? Friends, I was right there with you a year ago. That is why I want to share Podcast Pro University with you. Stephanie Gass created this program specifically with you in mind. You don't have to hesitate any longer. Stephanie has your back. And through the program, you will have every single tool you need to launch a podcast successfully. To learn more or purchase the course, go to www.stephaniegass.com forward slash robin.html. Do you look in the mirror and, and look at yourself and say, I'm the woman in the paper because you, you have accomplished all of this, but only through God's will, obviously, and yeah. through his guidance and, and through him holding your hand through all of those days and times when you wanted to just cry and eat Doritos. Yeah. But do you have, do, I mean, when you look in the mirror, do you, do you look at yourself and think I'm the woman on the paper? Or do you look at yourself and think, wow, like, like, what are your thoughts when you actually see yourself? I don't know. I have a hard time celebrating things sometimes. And my best friend will be like, like, did you, you just hit a hundred thousand downloads? Like, and she's crying, you know, on the text. And I'm like, oh, dang, I think I did. Hold on. Let me dance. Like, I don't know. So I think you get in this space of like, I don't know, being humble or, or going, can I celebrate this thing in a big way? So I'm really challenging myself this year to celebrate more, to sit in the good work that. I'm doing because the the three still gets me. I am not perfect and none of us are, and we all have these weaknesses. And so the three still gets me of like, well, what's next? So I'm really working on that. And yeah, when I say it like to you guys, when I do podcast interviews, there are moments of just like this weird, like sheer gratitude space that I get into of like, wow. And I actually just did an interview right before this one. And she was like, but it didn't happen, you know, overnight. And I want to highlight that, that, to become the woman that you want, I hope you guys all do that exercise. It's just a daily choice. There's no, like, don't focus on the end result. If I could have three years ago been like, but Steph, you should just start a podcast and hopefully you'll hit a hundred thousand downloads and you'll have 20 K months again. I would have been like, I'm never going to do that again. What do you mean? So instead of looking at that, I looked at how can I get out of bed and go work out today? Like, how can I just post one thing on social media that will help someone? can I go live this week and teach something? Like it was little stuff that ultimately brought me to the woman on the paper. I think you said a couple of things throughout the course of the interview and you just said a a third one, really um, the little things that brought you to the woman on the paper, but you wrote down intentions by making your list of things that you saw this woman as you wrote those things down, which to me is, is like writing intentions, which I think when we have those intentions and we write those intentions down, they're a lot more apt to happen because I think that helps us put more trust in God, but also to believe more in ourselves and have more confidence in whatever that intention is. And then the second thing you said was it's about making small choices and making those small choices and then doing those small things ultimately lead to big transformations. Oh my gosh. Yes. And there, there are days that you fall apart, right? Like 
there's no perfect, oh, I just made the choice. And so now I'm going to be perfect at this. It's I made the choice, but I'm go I'm human. And so if I fall off and I go three days and I do zero towards this calling that you have, you just dust off, get up and do something the next day. And the same thing goes for like diet and exercise. We just got back from the cabin and, you know, I enjoyed my life. I had my mother-in-law's queso and we had cake and like eat whatever. But yesterday I got back up and I made my healthy smoothies and moved my body. And you just have to know that you are going to make, make the, the mindset changes as well, along with the daily disciplines and then pr- a lot of prayer. Like I'm constantly asking God, like, just use me, like move my feet, open my mouth, because a lot of times we get stuck in what to say, how to move, what to do first. And so all the time I'm like, just help, just use me, move me. There are times where I sit behind the microphone and I don't know what I'm going to say. And I finish recording and I don't know what I said because it wasn't from me. It was the Holy Spirit, you know, working through me. And so oftentimes you have to get out of your own way and say, I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to show up every day. I'm going to step out in fear, even though I don't know the how, the what, it feels overwhelming and confusing, but you're willing to do it anyway. Everything you need will appear. I'm sitting here dumbfounded (laughs) because you just, you have this way, this gift, I should say with words. And when I listen to your podcast episodes, there's never a time that I turn off the phone and think, Eh, it was so, so I didn't really get a yeah. feeling for it today. You know, you're always inspiring. And when you just mentioned, you know, the, the daily discipline and one of the questions I wanted to ask you was what is the best piece of advice you can give someone who is thinking about starting a business or a brand? And you kind of have already summarized that by those last few statements that you just made. But just for the sake of asking the question, I'm going to ask it and have you respond to it and then maybe elaborate on some of those things that you have had to do to overcome the fear and the frustration and, and really be mindful of the daily disciplines and mindful of remembering to pray throughout the day and throughout those times when you were overwhelmed or frustrated. What is the best piece of advice you can give someone who is thinking about starting a business or a brand? Okay. The first thing I want you to understand is that it's not about you. And this is so weird because you're like, but I have this thing I want to do and you know, I know how to cook really well. So I'm going to start this blog and I'm going to talk about me and all the things I do. And like, I love my dog and like they go crazy on them because when we think about a personal brand, we think it's me, 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 and that people care, but here's the hard truth. Okay. And sorry if this rubs anyone wrong, but if it does good, pay attention to it. Your personal brand has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with the person that you are meant to serve. So if you can cook really well, that's great. Why does it matter to the person on the other side of that blog or that YouTube channel? You know, can, can you cook 30 meal, 30 minutes or less meals that are healthy for kids? All of a sudden you now have a solution that's for a mom, a busy working mom. And now it's all about her. And so as you create a personal brand, get yourself out of the way and put on the lens of your consumer. And that will help you with coffee. That will help you when you create programs and courses. It will help you when you do podcast episodes or when you do YouTube channels and even when you think in the, in terms of relatability to your woman, get to know her so immensely. Like Robin knows this, but I have a avatar or a demo that I've created and her name is Lola. 
And Lola is this super busy mom. She's got three little boys. She's running a soap business out of her house, but she's also working full time. Her husband doesn't really get it because she's not profitable yet. She's trying to figure out how to create visibility online, how to grow an organic following. She doesn't understand sales funnels. She doesn't have money for Facebook ads. She just wants to authentically grow this soap business, but she doesn't know what to do. And whenever I create content, I'm talking to Lola. And I even call the women in my podcast, my Lolas. And it's weird because once I started to talk to one person inside of my branding, I started to polarize everybody that it didn't fit and that it didn't serve. And the beauty of that was I became a big fish in a, in a little pond mm -hmm. because I found all my Lolas who then talked about me to all their Lola friends. And she was like, you are my best friend. You get me, you are helping me, you are serving me. Versus if I'm talking to everyone with a brand, I help entrepreneurs grow their business. Yay. Guys, a bajillion people do that. What makes me different? I'm not showing up with my pimple face and my kids in the background talking about poop, but yet we're still killing it at business. I'm polished and showing up on a YouTube channel and I'm teaching sales funnels and it's a very different feel and it's a very different woman or man that I'm attracting, right? So what you need to do is you've got to do the work to get really insanely clear on who you are speaking to, to the depths of that person's name and soul and, and strengths and weaknesses and personality traits. And as you create content inside your brand, speak only to that person and only create content that solves and serves her problem. If she doesn't care about your cat, don't talk about it, right? So I, that may just be very direct, but it will transform the way that, how quickly you grow, how effectively you grow, and how or, organically your stuff will be shared. Oh, I love that. And it, it's so true. I think, well, just human nature, right? We, we tend to obsess about ourselves. But when yeah. you're growing a personal brand, you, you definitely want to deliberately differentiate yourself and you want to give a good experience to your audience. But if you don't know who that audience is, you can't do that. And you don't know how to differentiate yourself because who are you differentiating yourself for, right? Uh -huh. And I think, um, you know, a lot of what you said and, and the way that you help other people is you know your why. You know why you're in the business you're in. You know why you are doing your podcast. And I think knowing your why and being able to communicate that to your audience is also a really profound way to make that emotional connection with them. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's really important. And I, I think that everything you just said is, is so very important and that it's one of the first rules to realize is that it's not about you, but it's about who you are meant to be serving. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie, what does having a personal brand mean to you? To me, it means being able to be whoever the heck you want, which is so fun. Um, you know, I used to think, oh, I've got to be super polished, like, for example, on social and use all my branded photos and all of these things. And the funny thing was I would post all of that and then I'd go up into the IG stories and be my hot mess me. And, uh, the funny stuff, like Instagram stories was blowing up for me and the feed wasn't doing anything. And I started to ask like, do you guys like my feed? Should I change it up? Blown up with people like your feed is not you. It's so fancy. It's so polished. Like we want to see your stories so funny and engaging. And we just really relate with that. 
And so that's when I was like, okay, they want me, you're going to get me, you know? (laughs) So having a personal brand is you get to just fully embody whoever you are, whatever you are. If you're weird and quirky, like be weird, be quirky because it's on purpose. And there are other weird and quirky people just like you that you're going to relate with. And you're going to love serving your humans more than you're going to love serving pretend fake humans that aren't your people because it feels better. It feels more in alignment. You know, I can, I can, you know, break it down to rap music and say a prayer in the same podcast because my Lola gets me right. And, uh, I just decided I'm going to be fully me. So that's what it means to me. And I think the other piece of that is that's super fun about creating a personal brand is that it's yours. And what I mean by that is no matter what you do today, you're in a network marketing company, you're a photographer, you're a business coach, you want to create a brand where it's not about the service, right? It's not about the work that you do necessarily, like, oh, it's about the picture she takes, but people actually fall in love with you. And the beauty of that is you can grow, you can pivot. You could go from photographer to podcaster, you know, Robin, like you could go from (laughs) network marketer to coach like me and people still come with you because it's not about what you do, the product you sell or the service, but it's who you are and that's why they care and that's why they want to be inside of your community. So that's why it's extremely important that you create it right from the beginning. Oh, I love that you said that because it really is all about the personality. People don't buy products and services. People are going to hire you for your personality. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we look at social media and yes, it's exhausting, right? To try to keep up with it and, and to post and then engage after you post and blah, 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 blah. But the reality is that's, it's free advertising because you're getting to show people who you really are if, if you use it as your authentic self and not trying to be you know, somebody else that's in your space that you want to be like. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do that because there's so much pressure or you think there's pressure. It's self-induced pressure. Like, oh, I have to be like this person if I'm going to do this or be in this sphere. But I want to remind you guys, like, there's no rules. There's no rules in anything. There's no rules in podcasting. There's no rules on social. There's no rules on stories. There's no rules on blogging. Like you get to create your own rules. And I think the beauty of that is the more unique and different that you are, the more exciting and people are constantly searching for something new and refreshing. So break free of any molds that you think you have to fit into just because of what you do. Oh, I love that. I I love that. That's one of the best pieces of advice that anybody who is starting out and trying to build a business and creating a personal brand can, can take in and really contemplate because you really do just have to be yourself because the, the more you try to be someone else and try to just impress other people, the more you're going to be overwhelmed and stressed and the less that your business is going to be successful because the less chances I should say that your business is going to be successful because you're not being who you are meant to be or called to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, Steph. So one more question for you, and then we'll start to wrap up. And because I want you to tell everybody where they can find you and all of that good stuff. But if you were to recommend one book, or even, and this could be one either 
you know, self-help book. It could be a, a novel that you've read, or it could be a devotional. Like what is one book that you think that every mompreneur, every woman in business should read? Okay. So for sure, um, obsessed with Joyce Meyer. And one of the books I just finished for the second time, I read it a long time ago. And for some reason, it's funny, I ended up picking it up again from a thrift store is Battlefield of the Mind. And this book, Holy Smokes, is so amazing because we are in control of our mood, our positive outlook, and the way that we control our thinking impacts everything. Your relationships, your business, your mood, uh, your success, the way that you view relationships, all of it. And so highly, highly recommend Joyce Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. And then I'm just still such a diehard fan of Jen Sincero, which is so funny because like she's (laughs) uh, probably anything but Christian, but (laughs) but (laughs) I loved her books and I just like a kick in the pants sometimes. So both of her books, um, were great. And then there's one about, uh, what is it called? The circle maker that I recently read as well, which is about doing prayer circles over your business and over your family and over your life. And he really talks about how, when you create really impactful prayer, it will create amazing miracles in your life. So there you go. You have a new list for, uh, the spring. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll make sure that I put all of these in the show notes too. So, the, and links to them so that everyone can find them easily because the, I, Jen Sincero is like, I love her. She is so funny. And in fact, she was in Bucks County about, I guess a year or year and a half ago or so. And I got to meet her in person and she's, oh, wow. I think it was her second book that she actually signed for me. Um, but we actually, um, the four chicks from, you know, the women from my other podcast, we went and met her. So that was really cool. And, and you're right. I mean, some of her things are, some of the things she says are nothing but a good kick in the pants. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Wake up sister. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Okay. So Steph, I know that you have a plethora of things, programs, opportunities for, people um, who you work with. So will you just tell my audience a little bit more about the things you do now that you are fully embedded in your second phase and coaching and doing what you do? Yeah. So what I do right now is I help the Christian mompreneur or aspiring mompreneur uncover her God-led calling. So I do that through coaching and I also help women launch podcasts. I've helped women launch top 30, top six, top 11 ranked shows. And I have a course for that. And then I also help women create online courses. So if you're interested in any of those things, you can find out more at my website. It's stephaniegass.com. And my podcast has hours, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of completely free training in the areas of entrepreneurship, mindset, spiritual growth. I do live coaching over on the show. If you want to hear me do some coaching, that's really fun. And that is the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Steph, it has been such a joy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing yourself with us and for taking the time to be with us today. I know your family's home and it's really super sweet of you to take a break from them just to, to be with us. So thank you. Are you kidding? I love taking breaks from them. (laughs) (laughs) And 
that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. Before you go, have we connected on Instagram yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Find me at the Robin Graham. It's Robin with a Y. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your stories so that I can find you too. You can also find me on Facebook at Robin Graham Photography and on LinkedIn as Robin Graham. I hope you'll follow me in those places so that we can stay connected and I can get to know more about you as well. And remember, if you found this information helpful or think a friend might enjoy it, please spread the word. Until next time, remember to smile.